Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Teresa Rose. Teresa is a brand and business crystallizer, strategic co-creator, and certified speaking professional who works with experts and their businesses to create one-of-a-kind visual brands they can draw on a cocktail napkin. Using her crystallization process, Teresa helps thought leaders clarify, amplify, and monetize their brilliance as efficiently and lucratively, that's a tough word for me to say, as possible. Thanks so much for being here today, Teresa. Thank you so much, Diane, for having me. I'm I'm honored to be here. I'm excited to have the conversation. I am too. And I want to jump right in with um, asking you, I, I feel like I should know the answer to this question, so we'll see. Um, what is the most important step in strategic marketing? I believe that the most important step in strategic marketing is to understand what makes you different than everybody else. Uh, when you understand what makes you different than everybody else in a way that is so clear that you can draw it on a cocktail napkin, then that level of clarity uh, really drives all your amplification uh, uh, strategies. I, I perceive success in this distracted, uh, you know, disengaged, chaotic, crazy marketplace that it's really about clarify, amplify, monetize. So the most important thing I believe in strategic marketing and really running your business at all and accelerating your business growth, regardless of how you might do it, is are you crystal clear first before you start to execute your strategic marketing? Do you find that that is something that um, small business owners struggle with? All the time. All the time. Are you kidding? It's so interesting, Diane, the the journey that I've taken over the last several years of being a branded business crystallizer to see, really without exception, these incredibly talented people who have unbelievably impressive uh, backgrounds, right, in expertise and experience and education. And they really rock it as far as what they actually do to deliver their, their services. Uh, and Equally in their level of, uh, you know, um, competence is their lack of confidence in really getting clear about what makes them different. And, and they can, what they can, they know they're different. They know they're different. They know they're amazing. They know they're unique. They know they add value. It's not a matter of, of communicating to them how important their work is. It's their inability to crystallize and clarify what makes them different, right? They get caught yeah. in the loop of, uh, well, and then they just keep throwing more and more words at it. And that just makes it worse. <laughs> Boy, you're not kidding. So, right. I mean, they yeah. drown in words. It's so true. It, it it is remarkable. It's 
it it's so sad too because it's like the more they talk, the less I think anyone believes they even know what. They oh, totally, yeah, totally, and 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 it's so that's what makes it really sad, uh, and why I'm so excited about what I do as a crystallizer. You know, I in my own right, I'm a thought leader, so I have you know I'm a certified speaking professional. I've spoken for tw- you know 12 years. I have several books and all the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I find that uh, I have found and continue to find that it's far more rewarding to help other people crystallize their brilliance uh, because they. It, it's like I can see their potential. I know all these, like I've met hundreds and hundreds of thought leaders based on my background, uh, you know, running uh, a global thought leadership practice for a, you know, a, a major network uh, organization. And also just being in the industry, you know, I was a, a president of the Minnesota chapter of the National Speakers Association. I have tons of friends that mm-hmm. are, uh, you know, that are thought leaders. And it just breaks my heart when I see how amazing they are and how really unable they are to communicate with crystallized essence what makes them different. And and it and then what the ha- sadly what happens then is then they run out of time, money and energy to to pursue these beautiful dreams of their businesses and then they you know have to have to throw in the towel and so the lack of clarity it, especially with entrepreneurs is significant and i believe it's because we're built that way that's what i love telling clients that i work with and in my workshops and everything is this isn't a deficiency on your part this isn't a you're not broken you're not uh, you know because they all kind of go well i just can't seem to figure it out yeah. i just can't seem to see it. And it's like, it's because you're not designed to see your own brilliance in a three-dimensional, full, complete way. When we, if you imagine, Diane, that we are, our, if we physically are our brands, imagine your body, right? Who you are as a human, that's your brand. That's your business. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you look, you first of all, if you look down, to look at your brand and business, what are you looking at? You're looking at your chest. You're looking at your, hopefully your toes. You know, you you see parts of you, right? You yes. see, only see parts of you. Even when you go in front of a mirror, you only see parts of you. And it, what really is, you are a whole person. You are a whole brand and a whole business that deserves to be seen for its magnificence. And yet we can't see it when it's ours. Boy, uh, so uh, that so resonates with me. And um, sometimes I feel like part of it is how we were raised, that we that we were raised to not be boastful, to not brag. So then it's it feels like it's doubly hard to yeah. say anything about what would differentiate us, you know, or set us apart because that feels boastful. You know, I agree. And I would add that as I think about what really stops all of us from doing it, it isn't just the, I don't want to be boastful. And I totally get it. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest, right? So I'm a Midwest girl. And so those two combinations are like, no way do you boast about yourself, right? But the other thing that I think is uh, uh, just as important is actually before that, which is we are never taught to be uh, self-aware, we're not taught to look at ourselves yeah. with uh, clear eyes to go, what are your strengths? What are, you know, how can we look at ourselves objectively? You know, we're not taught self-awareness. No. 
right? And so you can't be boastful. Boasting is the second step or shining rather. Shining is the second step. The first step is to actually know what you're shining. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Truly. So what are the keys to amplifying uh, a message success or effectively? Well, I believe that the keys to amplifying, you know, I've, I've heard for so many years how we all need to be in the content marketing game, right? We need to be able to share our, uh, amplify our brilliance across all the channels that people take us in. And we're told that we need to do it everywhere, right? It, yeah. it, it's like, oh, are you, are you having a LinkedIn lead generation campaign? Are you making sure you're doing, uh, that you have a podcast or that you have, you know, you're writing articles or did you do a book or how about your course? And you're told <laughs> to do all these different things. And my view of the world as a crystallizer is amplification should be three things, smart, easy, and fun. So number one, smart. When you are amplifying, what you really want to be able to do is amplify smartly the same stuff over and over and over again, as far as the essence of who you are. What is your core value? What is your core differentiating factor? So you want it to be smart in that no matter where anybody takes you in, there's only four ways people take in our brilliance, Diane. They read us, they listen to us, they watch us and they interact with us. Okay. So for example, with me, people read me through my books and my blogs and my articles and my newsletter. They listen to me on a podcast like this uh, and they watch me on videos that I do uh, on YouTube and post it on my social and they interact with me uh, on stages that I'm on, on Zoom calls and webinars that I'm on. And they interact with me when I'm at a a networking event. I just... uh, Booked uh, a, a a wonderful event that I'm going to do in Los Angeles at the Grammy Museum. Okay, so the Grammy Museum. Uh, I, of course, I'm not going to have all the fancy stuff, but what I am going to be able to have is there's going to be a cocktail napkin at that bar, <laughs> and there's going to be a pen in my purse, so that when I have conversations and I amplify my brilliance, I'm doing it uh, in a natural way, right? That I'm, I'm able to seize opportunities when they when they present themselves. So if amplification can be smart. It's the same stuff everywhere, no matter where anybody finds you. It's the same essential messaging. Number two, it's easy. You don't want to have to think about like, what am I going to write an article about next? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do a post on next? If you know yourself to such a degree that you can get clarity on a cocktail napkin, then content management, content creation is always easy because you know exactly what you should be writing. I always talk about clarify, amplify, monetize. That's it. That's my jam, 100%. So everything that I do, I will always have that be an easy thing. And then finally, you you want amplification to be fun. You you want it to be fun. It shouldn't be a uh, this beast that you hate to do. If you want, only do the amplification that you truly, genuinely love. For example, I love being on podcasts. So that's one of the ways that I am uh, sharing my brilliance. Do I want to uh, do a you know twelve part course that is forty five minutes each? Nope. I sure don't. So I'm not going to. And uh, so you show up in the ways of being smart, easy, and fun. And then the audience actually genuinely can feel your, your competency and your enthusiasm. And you magnetize them to you as opposed to trying to push out your information. You're simply just showing and telling how great this is that you all these services that you offer in a genuine way, and they'll find you. 
So I, <clears throat> I love smart, fun, easy, love it. Yep. And I, I feel like um, people really need to embrace that because you are so right that we are told all of these things we should do. And so many people go down those roads, they pay for the course, they do whatever. And then they, they, it just doesn't pan out because it's right. not comfortable. It's not natural. They're not interested in it, What you know, whatever. Yeah. But what do you say to the people who say, cause, and, and I agree uh, completely with everything you're saying. So, but I know there's people out there who yeah. are going to say, Okay, I don't want to limit it to just one thing because there there's a lot that I could talk about and I don't want to miss out on opportunities. Okay, yep, exactly. So here's the first thing is to recognize that when you have your brand and business crystallized, which means that you have brought it all down to its fundamental essence on a, in a contextual picture that you can draw on a cocktail napkin, okay? So uh, when you have that level of clarity, what happens in that level of clarity is you are including the things that you are that that are the primary big huge like it's all about you it's in your blood it's everything right so i'm not saying you should choose a lane i'm not saying that what i'm suggesting to your listeners is do the work of crystallizing so that you have one picture that represents all of you all of what you want to do so it's not choosing what i don't want to share it's just getting really, really clear about the essence of what you are going to share, number one. And number two is really reorient yourself to the idea of uh, uh, limitation and uh, definition and getting really precise down to its essence and only knowing exactly what you want to be uh, amplifying at any given moment is by its nature a positive uh, manifestation. What we create, like if you, uh, I remember reading a quote once from uh, Michelangelo, like, like I heard Michelangelo say this, but I read <laughs> uh, Michelangelo say something about uh, creating David and saying, I just chipped away everything that wasn't him. Wow. Right? Yeah. And and you think about that, right? The beauty of that, the beauty of I chipped away everything that wasn't him. So I encourage the my my clients, my strategic co-creators that I work with to say what we're doing as we create this visual brand of your brilliance that you can draw on a cocktail napkin, we're chipping away everything that isn't fundamentally the essence of you, the beauty that is you. And and by chipping away, you no longer are just a slab of marble like everybody else is. Right. Everybody else is a slab of marble that talks all the things about all the things they could do, all the potential they have, and they all look and sound like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so creating distinction and making decisions and saying, I'm only going to include this fundamental essence of who I am in this brand is actually, it is limiting and expanding at the same time. Right. It's, yeah. I wouldn't even say limiting. I would say it's, yeah. it's clear and defining. Therefore, then you can expand. Yeah, I love that. That that is great. And what is triangulated sales? Oh, I love triangulated sales. <laughs> I love triangulated Good. sales because here's the thing: at the end of the day, Diane, uh, when you talk about accelerating your business growth, the way that you have business growth is that you have converted sales. 
that is it. That's the bottom line. Somebody has given you do re mi. Somebody has said yes to I'm giving you money now. Okay. And that is a sales process. That's not marketing. That's sales. And sales is a completely different beast than marketing. So here's what my experience has been as part of the, the, you know, I've been a business development, uh, you know, partner, and I, I am very, very familiar with sales. And what happens in that is oftentimes we get caught in the trap of we're going to sell ourselves, especially entrepreneurs. We're selling ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, please don't ever sell yourself anymore. Stop selling yourself. Start showing and telling something else. So when you create a model of your brilliance that you can crystallize and put on a cocktail napkin, it's a picture, right? It's a thing that's outside of me. So for example, what I would draw on a cocktail napkin, and I do all the time, is clarify, amplify, monetize. I draw a little heart, It says this is where it all starts in our hearts of who we are and what makes us different and what is our purpose and why are we here and how do we serve. That is the thing that we need to clarify. Then once you clarify that, then I draw four lines that go out from clarify to say this is where you're going to amplify it, the same stuff over and over. And then this is where you're going to then be able to monetize once once it grows. When you know that level of specificity and you can triangulate it, in other words, when I get on sales calls, Diane... I I love sales calls. I can't get enough of sales calls because sales calls are my opportunity to not sell, but to show and tell. I show and tell my model. Okay. And I say, this is how I see the world. This is how I believe that your success can move through this framework. And I am the person who is uniquely qualified to do it. Either you are believe in what I'm saying or you don't. And it's good that we understand that you either believe that I have this framework and that this is how life operates or you don't. And that's okay. But then what you're doing is you're getting passionate about the thing. You're getting passionate about the cocktail napkin. Okay. As opposed to, I'm Teresa Rose and I'm really good and I'm really (laughs) talented. Won't you consider me? Okay. And therefore, I can be so much more powerful when I'm selling or rather show and telling my model as opposed to selling my services. Triangulation. It's a key. I mean, this is how basketball teams win championships. This is how uh, pro- political, uh, you know, um, and 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 uh, organizational uh, goals get accomplished is when you can triangulate. When you can have three parties engaging, it really breaks up that you know you're selling to me, and therefore you're submissive to me, and you know that sort of thing that tends to be in the the energy field of sales. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcast, and now available on YouTube. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. 
and then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. Okay, and now I want to ask you about a mastermind of two. Yeah. What is it? Masterminds of two. So just to give you a a sense of why I'm so passionate about masterminds is my mom uh, was was really my greatest teacher. She was uh, in in Mary Kay when I was five years old. She was a single mother. And I learned sales around kitchen tables, dining room tables all over the Midwest. I was her chief washcloth runner and product fulfillment officer and, you know, lieutenant. And she has a book. She had a book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I'm actually looking at it right now. It's $1.95 and it's yellowed copy. And I learned very early on about mastermind, the power of the mastermind in chapter 10 of Think and Grow Rich. So this I've learned from years and years. Masterminds sound like they're cool, hip things that people are talking about now. And I knew it when I was in elementary school. And what it's about a master mind is that two or more people coming together in the spirit of unity for a single purpose. And so when I deliver my brand and business crystallizations for my clients, I tell them this is this is a master mind of two that we are having. Meaning, I am not a branding agency that's going to come in and deliver some big fancy presentation and if you like it you like it and if you don't boo hoo you lost out. And I'm also not going to be a coach that just tells you exactly what my process is and and it's transactional and you either are on board or you're not. It's truly a co-creative. We're working together. So a mastermind of two is when two people get together in the spirit of harmony for a single purpose. And that single purpose is their greatest success. So I'm coming to them as a co-creator. I care just as much about their success as they do. And that's the, that I think is the distinction. And I, frankly, I think that's where it's going to start to go in the marketplace is people are needing to be seen and heard and understood and valued. And they want to be a part of a collaboration as opposed to some big fancy marketing company telling them what they should do or that they fill out some, you know, 50 page survey that will tell them what they, who they are. They really want to have that sense of spirit of what I call strategically sacred work. It's strategically sacred work. It's not just, yes, am I going to help you with your business models and your, you know, your tactics and your strategies and equally important is the energetics, not just the economics. It's the energetics of, am I really meeting you as a partner in this, as a co-creator, right? And and building together that wonderful thing that happens when you get two or more people working together to create something. It's just beautiful. It's really creativity at its, at its finest. I, I <clears throat> love that. I totally get that. And I, I think it's funny when you were talking about it, I was thinking, I was at a meeting this morning and we were going around and saying who we were and what we do. And then this one woman said, how is what you do different from that woman over there? There was another woman in, in the room who does something similar. And I said, um, our process is different. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, my process is completely about you. I, yep. the two of us work together to 
identify where it is you want to go, what's getting in your way, and what strategy you will actually implement. Yep. So we totally co-create that plan and strategy. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And and the more that you can define that and write it down, and again, why I'm such a freak about uh, the cocktail napkin is because we are in a distracted, uh, mm-hmm. overwhelmed, disengaged uh, climate, and words just start to blend together. But something happens when you draw a picture. Uh, that's why children, we, we teach children how to read through pictures. You know, and and a picture is worth a thousand words. And Alan Weiss in Million Dollar Consulting says, and a metaphor is worth a thousand pictures. And I would argue that the right metaphor for a brand is priceless because as soon as you have a picture, you're communicating so much information in such a small, small space, which really affords you the opportunity to say, how am I different? Well, let me show you, literally show you. Okay. So when you talk about this, you know, being able to put it on a cocktail napkin, is that what you're talking about? You're talking about being able to draw it? Yes, literally draw a picture. So for example, I just uh, crystallized the brilliance of the National Speakers Association. And it's a 50-year organization, you know, a global, uh, uh, in, uh, you know, trade association. Sure. And I crystallized it down to where there are two roads. And those roads are be a better speaker and build a better business. And those roads aren't straight. So if you can imagine, mm-hmm. I am taking a road and I'm twisting and turning and having them intersect, like like almost like a DNA strand, right? Those two lines. And within those two lines of being a better speaker and building a better business, there's really four core aspects of the National Speakers Association that provides people the ability to do the be a better speaker and build a better business, taking that journey. And they are the community. It's the lifeblood of the people. It's the content, the curated best practices of what happens in the organization or in the in the industry to grow. And third are the connections, the strategic partnerships that help you do that and, and, and short cut your success. And fourth, credentials. The credentials that show you that you're the best of the best in the industry through the certified speaking professional, through the Hall of Fame, etc. So you see on a cocktail napkin, be a better speaker, build a better business. It's a journey. It twists and turns. It's not straight. They intersect. And in those four areas of where they intersect are community, content, connections, and credentials. When you have a framework like that, then you can actually have something that's a visual that then you can use consistently across all your marketing, right? All your marketing at the local level, all your marketing at the digital, in the digital realm, all your marketing at the uh, live events, all your marketing when you actually have a conversation with somebody about it. Because usually what they were doing was you just got to come. You just got to come and notice that it's really great. Okay. And that's what we do with our businesses too, a lot. Oh, you just got to know, you just got to trust me on this. You just got to go with the fact that it's really going to be amazing. But when you can draw it and it doesn't have to be pretty, like I, I'm a terrible, (laughs) I, I don't need to put it, but I'm a terrible visual artist. I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how it looks because it can be chicken scratch on a cocktail napkin, but people will understand, oh, I see where she's going with this, how this is different, right? And it pierces the veil of, um, you know, just trying trying to explain it to them so they can understand contextually. You actually show it like you would show a child. And when you can show your brilliance like you would show it to a child, then, or a VP of sales, or uh, you know, a director of HR, then you know that that is going to land for the next person that 
it learns about you. It isn't just about, did you say the right words, but do you have the picture? Wow. Yeah. Thank you for that. I'm so glad I asked you that question. Um, Because what I was thinking was I I had to be able to describe it in in short words, which you do, but I, I love the visual. It's more labels than words, Diane. It's more labels. It's more like what what I design with contextual models is that it is, first of all, based on a shape. So the easy way of doing it is looking at triangles, squares, and circles. And you already know what that looks like. Like Simon Sinek created a, a an empire off of three circles. Okay. Why, how, and what? The golden circle. That is a contextual model of his brilliance, right? And uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a contextual model of brilliance. The square of Stephen Covey's time management matrix, that's a model of somebody's brilliance. I like to use models not only that are the general shapes, but that are related to, like, for example, the NSA uh, member journey, that those are roads, right? They are roads that uh, twist and turn. So it actually looks like if you saw the fancy graphic, you know, roads. So, and so there's context around the shapes that you use, but then it's also when I say words, I'm more talking about labels, categories, themes, not like make a difference, not like, you know, uh, um, you know, shine your light, not, 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 not taglines, not Mm -hmm. phrases, but literally down to the word, right? Clarify, yeah. amplify, monetize. I tell so much. There's so much information that you get from those three words when I tell it, right? And show yeah. it. That's what I want people to get to is can they share their brilliance in a picture with a, a handful of words, you know, five words, three words, seven words? How can you do that in a way that's so, so very clear? Because clarity, once you're clear, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. I, I, I totally. So um, who has a model that made them famous? Well, Simon Sinek certainly well, has a model that, ha- I yeah. mean, right. I mean, yeah. you, you, when I saw his Ted talk, TEDx talk, Puget Sound. Okay. So he did a TEDx talk, Puget Sound with flip chart paper. And it said why, how, and what. So mm. that's somebody that's been famous who's done it uh, yeah. and clearly. And also just like to tell you know a story of one of my clients. She was her name is uh, Cheryl Lynn. She is the founder and visionary of Joyly. She had this wonderful idea that she was going to change the world with a chair. And she thought that if we could sit in a chair for any period of time and think about something that made us happy, that it would fundamentally uh, you know. Uh, tackle the mental health crisis that we have. And I noticed over the years that she kept throwing more and more words at it and that people were attracted to the idea, but they weren't magnetized to it. Mm. They weren't taking action. Okay. They liked it, but they didn't take action. So when I crystallized her, I did all the digesting of all of her content. I mean, I watched all of her. Our brilliance will show, has already been shown. We show ourselves being brilliant in the webinars we do and the speeches we do and the books we write and the articles we write and the podcast uh, that we host, all those things. So I digested all that and I realized the process of it is that she really wanted to create something for kids. She wanted to make sure that we can start to teach children very, very early on about the power of their minds and their moods and how they can manage them. 
right? So I created a model for her for simple words, just like the chair that you're sitting on right now, Diane, just like the chair that your listeners are are sitting in or imagining that they're sitting in. There's four legs to that chair. And if you can imagine that four legs of the chair of joy is sit, breathe, think, feel. Number one, sit. Just sit in your chair and actually notice that you're in your physical body right now, sitting in that chair. Breathe. You take a big, deep breath and you arrive in the moment. Think. You think about something that genuinely brought you joy, whether it was earlier today or two years ago or 20 years ago. Can you think about something that really, really brought you joy? And then feel. Feel what it felt like when that happened. Like I think about my daughter, you know, and I, when I, when she was little and she was laying on my lap, right. And how Mm -hmm. happy I, my heart was just exploding. Mm -hmm. Right. And when I think, when I feel that I, I literally change my nervous system. I change how I'm showing up and I've seen rooms full of people change within seconds when I tell them to sit, breathe, think, and feel. So now she has a platform that she's created a global movement around where she's in corporations, she's in schools, she's in civic organizations, she's doing all sorts of things with four simple words. So when people say, oh, the work that, you know, crystallization, it doesn't seem like much, it's just a few words. It's like, yeah, but they're the right words. (laughs) Just do it as three words too. (laughs) True. Good point. Right. So, so that's what I mean about like the simple, less words, more impact. Yes. Yeah. Boy, Teresa, this is terrific. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. You really, I mean, this just, I can picture it. I get it. It's motivating me. I, you know, just everything, all the feels. Awesome. 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 That makes me so happy because (laughs) what you just said all the feels is so important because in my view of the world, what happens when we can accelerate our business growth is when we can convey the feeling of our business to another person and they can actually literally feel it in their bodies. When they can feel the passion that you have for something and the expertise that you have for it, right? And that you're solving a problem for it. When they can feel all of that, they will be a yes. And so that that juice is what's so very important in it. And I want to encourage your listeners. So how do they, how can they start this process of crystallizing their brilliance? I have a uh, complimentary access to 10 videos. So I have something called the crystallization process, 10 steps to clarify, amplify, and monetize your brand and business. And I walk through in just these very short three to five minute videos, uh, what I actually do to, to crystallize brands and businesses. And I what I encourage them to do is have them check out those videos and really run it through the filter of, okay, I'm going to try to do this for myself, right? And see yeah. what I can do to discover uh, my own brilliance on a cocktail napkin. So to get to that is yeah. TeresaRose.com slash clear, like clear as a bell. And if you're wondering how to spell Teresa Rose, it's just like there's a rose. I have the accidentally oh. best URL on the planet. There's a rose.com. <laughs> That's a riot. I love that. Isn't it great? I, I married well. Let's just say I you married sure well. Did. That was meant I divorced to be. even better, but I married well. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I'll make sure that is in the show notes too. That that is terrific. 
Oh Fantastic. my gosh. I so appreciate you. And, and okay. So I'll make sure this is in the show notes. Are there, is there any, are there any other um, things you've got going on or ways of connecting yeah. with people to share? Absolutely. So I don't know uh, if the listeners are going to uh, have the time for this or not, but I have an upcoming uh, virtual DIY workshop, uh, DIY crystallization that's coming up on June 14th. Uh, and if they listen to this after June 14th of 2023, uh, certainly just check out my my uh, workshops on my website to really kind of get a sense of it, a taste of it. Uh, you know, roll up the sleeves, get out the cocktail napkin and let's, you know, create some clarity. Nice. Nice. Wow. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with me and sharing your brilliance with my listeners. Thank you, Diane, for being brilliant and and helping so many people accelerate their business growth. What you do is important and it was a true honor to be with you today. Oh, thank you. Same to you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again, On another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with a purpose and a passion, whether you're 25, 85, or any age in between. Gain actionable financial and mindset tips from your favorite authors, podcasters, and influencers to help you reach that exciting next chapter. Listen now and start building your path to financial freedom and reframing what retirement can mean to you. This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate.